Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome back to The One Guys Show. It's been a while, team, and we apologize. Uh, I think we've probably done two of those apologies so far about the lack of it. We did so well, mate. Yeah, we... That was one thing you kept saying to me. I'm really proud of how consistent we've been with the podcast, and I'm pretty sure you jinxed it. Yeah, we 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 had a good run. The problem is, it's... And, like, this... At the end of the day, it is all excuses. Like, it really is. But, like, it isn't like nothing hasn't been going on. It's, like, the first time you obviously mm. had Penelope. And then the second time... Like, this time round, like, you went away for the best part of the whole of August... I yeah. I'm in the process of like buying a house which I completely understand why every what everyone says about the stress of buying a house is so I true. Man, it's awful. Oh. It's the work. the good thing is is that your the, the first house is okay, right? Because you don't really have much to take. I don't know, guess me if, correct me if I'm wrong, but like we come from a tiny one bed house we were renting and Oh, is, are we there? Is that me? Yeah, we just had a little weird change there. Hello. <laughs> Not too sure what happened. Um, but we went from like a tiny little one bed with just like get get by furniture, right? We just got like some secondhand furniture to get by because we we're like, we're moving to a house, that's when we do it. So when we moved into this house, we pretty much just like got everything from scratch. So we, I think we put everything into like one sprinter van, which was just like clothes, a couple of like wardrobe bits we're taking for temporary purposes. But we pretty much started from scratch. I could not imagine moving now with a house full of furniture and all of your belongings. It would be horrendous. No, well, this is the thing because we essentially like we have gone like we were fortunate enough that my um, my girlfriend we her her dad's got a massive storage unit. So obviously, when we um, moved out, went to Bali for um, a fair few months, we had a place to like put all of our stuff. But even then, like. I didn't realise oh, cool. I didn't realise how much we had. Like we filled up a garage. We've got her parents two two rooms that are like full of just our stuff. Um so it will probably take a couple of trips, but yeah, no, you're right. Like it's you don't realise how much stuff you have and then like even like if you yeah. go to move now, Christ. Yeah, and this is it. And I think the the also the thing is I think once you move into your house, right, you'll then start to clear stuff like you'll be like i don't know why i bought this launch it yeah like do you know what i mean like when you pack up you're like we don't actually tell this we don't actually tell this when you're moving from like your place like you are you're kind of in that limbo you're kind of like as you're packing down that you're kind of like oh i don't know i might need this whereas when you're going into new thing your view kind of changes because also you probably other you other half more than anything will probably have a bit of a preconceived view as to what the house should look like so oh then my god she'll be like ah, that's not actually gonna go that's not gonna go in there it's not gonna go in the sitting room like i thought it was that can go out we're getting i one. could wish i could. and it's like that is yeah i wish i could literally turn my screen to show you what she's doing right now <laughs> she basically bought some old <laughs> dressing table or something off Facebook marketplace Shab -sheep, do it up. and yeah she's got this she sent me showed me this pitch and she's like this is how it's going to look and up like oh it's it's like relentless at the moment of just stuff like that <coughs> but I'm like I've said to be fair like I've always said to her I'm like I don't really like as long as it's got a homely feel to it like do what you want like 
yeah. I want the I want the garden. I want to be able to do what I want with the garden. So that was our that was our kind yeah. of compromise. But you want like an outside garden room so you could watch the football. It's got a bar in. <laughs> lads, 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 lads. Or table. I'd love to have a table tennis table. Yeah, I used to. Have Every one. time I go to someone and someone used to have one, I always be like, I'd love to have one at home. But it's like everything, mate. I got I, I got a hot tub. It was great for like the first year until eventually I was just fed up of having to like, you got to keep on top of the chlorine levels. You got to constantly clean it. Then you got to refill it. It's not cheap to run either. How much is it a month month roughly? Do you reckon if from being on to... I swear swear we worked it out that it would cost roughly about $250 a month to keep it on permanently. That's how much it was costing. It's not cheap, is it? It's not cheap. (laughs) And especially as I'd probably use it once a week. Because depending on the seasons, it's like, like to be fair, I was thinking of a day, I was like, I might turn it back on, like clean it and turn it back on. It's, a, it's a, like a lazy spa one. But so I might clean it and put it back on because as it gets colder, it is nice. It is nice to sit out there. But the thing is, is that you've got a kid. Like, when am I going to get time to go sit in a hot tub? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, as she gets older, she'd love it. Yeah. Because it'll be like a mini swim pool. But anyway, so this is where we've been. We're back. Hayden's moving house. So he's... In that, Ryan was pretty much away for the whole of August. So we're back. It's September now. Um, yes. There is like, mate, there's like, I want to say it's literally 14 weeks till the big C. Yeah. Well, I went, we, don't, we went to, um, I went to, I was like, I can't remember B&M or something yesterday. And they have a whole Christmas aisle already. Like they've got a whole Christmas aisle of like decorations and stuff stacked up. I was like, it's not even. Where was that? In B and M, and I was like, it's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> but you're already promoting so Christmas, cute. yeah. I do quite like it though, in yeah, a weird but way. Some places are. Well, I think my brother's other half. She she's already bought a big box of roses and a big box of quality streets. <laughs> so is it to start nailing the? Yeah, I was going to say. Like, you still have about four boxes. Out, I was like, it's September. So you'll go through those before it's even the end of September. Yeah. And also, I think I, I think I want to apologise. I've I've had a, quite a few messages about when's the podcast come back? Have you guys stopped it? When's the next episode being released? I suppose we don't think as well of how many people have kept up with this and how many people we're actually letting down by kind of going a bit ghost of, through August and the beginning of September as we're sorting a lot of stuff out. So, I, you know, to those of you diehard committers uh, to the community of podcasters, I I apologise and we are back. It is it is a non-negotiable in mine and Hayden's diary that every Thursday 11am we're going to record one now. I've even had messages from our editor being like, hey guys, you're still doing the podcast? Even if it's... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll be back. Even if it's like a 20 minute a show, minute yeah, we'll do something. Yeah, we'll pop in. So today kind of, I, we got the idea, you know, uh, things to talk about from this because of... I've uh, so for those of you who don't know in short I've started a new style of training so not only am I doing weight training I'm doing some aerobic stuff now my little voice in my head okay this is we're going to preframe this Hayden did you know you can talk to yourself in your head right there's a little voice in your head yeah did you know some people don't have that really how weird is that yeah and I was like I could not imagine not having the little voice in my head like, like talking to yourself and whatever bizarre bizarre how quiet would your head be yeah <laughs> it's so weird everyone's literally like imagine that now no voice in my head so the thing that I was saying to Hayden before Hayden's mesmerised now so the thing that I was saying to Hayden before this is I was like it takes me so much discipline with this aerobic stuff because this new training 
it is very high intensity, so you get that muscle burn very early on, so it hurts. It hurts from the first 10 minutes doing the hour-long workout. I get to the cardio bit and I'm like, geez, Louise, and I start it and I'm literally like, oh my God, I'm unfit because I don't play football and I'm trying to get regain all my fitness and things like that. So it's very, very much hard work. And that little voice in my head is from the get-go being like, I'll just stop, you know, instead of eight, maybe just do six or maybe just like shorten it. And I kid you not, it's from the get-go, that little voice is telling me to do that. And I said to Hayden, I was like, I have to work so hard to like tell that voice in my head to shut up and keep going and be like, it's worth it. Just keep pushing, just keep pushing, just keep pushing to get myself to the end. And this is what I kind of was coming back with regards to weight loss and what I was talking to you about, wasn't it, Hayden? Is that this is why motivation and discipline aren't the... Uh, what's the word, aren't the carriages that you want to be getting on in regards to your weight loss journey because it is just a complete failure long term. And what I mean by that is it's never going to last. And Hayden will talk a bit more about motivation as well in a second, but the thing that I was kind of thinking of was like, this is why whenever you come to do a weight loss, like, diet or whatever it might be this is why a lot of the time you fail because there's too much restriction right it's either too restrictive doesn't fit in with your lifestyle um it's like a one-size-fits-all thing and the moment you have a social uh, occasion you have a holiday or maybe you have a stressful day at work and emotions are high and you can't stick to that plan your discipline will not get you through you throw it off and this is where people go wrong as they start and every time those of you listening to this now how many times you started a diet and you're literally like flipping it this is going to maintain a lot of discipline for me to do this for 12 weeks and i'm literally thinking when i was doing this work and i was like i struggle to maintain discipline for 12 minutes when i'm doing an aerobic one no wonder people don't manage to achieve their weight loss goals when they're doing something so frictional in their lives and they think that they can maintain discipline for 12 weeks it's like absolutely not you know people endure all this like sas training i was watching this as well last night and i'm like people get endured for like hours right but then it stops, they get a rest, right? They get a rest, they get a break because they've only got to use their discipline. You know, a lot of it's like three or four, sometimes they do like two or three days of like constant torture where you have to use discipline. You're trying to use discipline for two or three months. Even the Marines don't have to use discipline consistently for that long. Mm. Yet you jump into a nutritional protocol that is so frictional, so hard and maintains so much discipline and you wonder why you quit after a few weeks. Mm. Yeah, for sure. The thing is, like, uh, even, like, when we were talking about... So, before we kind of, like, went live of this, we were talking about kind of the programme that Ryan was doing and, you know, how, like, from the moment of starting the session, it was so, so hard. Like, it was that little voice that was like, oh, you know, why just, just do six, just do do five. Um, And the thing is, is, like, we can always, like... This kind of goes down into two conversations, really, because it depends on your ability more than anything. But the first thing that that I th- I thought was like that that kind of voice is so high because it doesn't necessarily suit you and your life because you've never I've never known you to do something like that before. So, like, of course, that voice straight away will come up and be like, "Well, why are you doing this? Why are you putting through th- yourself through this?" Like trauma because i don't like you you, i don't know what this is and it doesn't mean that you can't like train to change that but like yeah and i want to get onto that i'm going to make a note of this to come back to this and um you were saying to me that like what part of the workout was meant to be a burpee pull-up 
but you adjusted it to just making it a burpee instead, which is perfect, which is exactly like where I was going down with this and saying like, the difference is, the difference is, is that even though it's not something that necessarily like aligns with you that you're doing in this very moment in time, like you're adjusting it slightly to make it more suitable for you. So you don't physically have to always rely on like motivation to get you through that workout because you've adjusted it slightly to make it slightly easier for yourself. Of course, it's still really, really hard for you, but you've just made it like going from unachievable to tough, but achievable. But this is what so many people do with their diets. They just go from zero to a hundred, which is completely unachievable. And instead of just being like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, actually I've set myself to go to the gym six times a week and I've completely cut out like sugar, um, any kind of carbohydrates, alcohol, all of this stuff. What most of us do, we typically just turn and say, well, let's just go back to my normal self that I was doing before because this is unattainable. I can't do this. When in reality, what we should actually say is, okay, this week I tried to go six times a week. I couldn't do six times a week. How about I just knock that back and let's just try and go four times next week. Instead of like giving up all of the carbs um, under the sun, why don't I just try and give up something? Like it's always, instead of trying to regress all the way back to the beginning, I feel like we need to just take a moment and not have that almost binary thinking of you're on plan, off plan, you're doing the right thing, the wrong thing, you're motivated, you're not motivated and have that more continuum thinking of being like, okay, well, this didn't work this week. Why didn't it work? How can I pull this back a little bit for next week so I can keep moving forward? And it, yeah, and it's almost like whenever you start something, ask yourself, how much discipline is this going to need for me to achieve? Because the more discipline it needs, the harder it is that it's going to be for you to achieve. Does it mean you shouldn't do it? No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, what my revelation was is that, crikey, no wonder people struggle because I struggle for like 10, 15 minutes in an aerobic workout for the discipline. Imagine trying to struggle 10, 15 weeks worth of discipline and nutrition. But what you got exactly what Hayden said is you got to look at it and like, look, Discipline is good to have. You're going to need it, right? There's going to be times in your weight loss journey when you're going to need self-discipline, right? There's going to be times. There's going to be times because there's always times where you need to have restraint, right? Unfortunately, we can't just have a large Domino's pizza every single day and think we're going to lose weight. There needs to be some discipline in regards to like, okay, cool, I can maybe squeeze in one, maybe two a week, but the rest of my nutrition is going to have to be slightly different because those calories physically don't allow it. There's always going to be things where you have to make choice, a choice of basically, and this isn't good or bad, right? I always say this to my clients. I'm like, this isn't like me telling you you have to always make a choice. It's not. Sometimes you're going to go out and you're going to eat whatever you want from the menu. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to make memories. You're going to have a good damn time. Other times you're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to make a more health, and I always say this, a health-seeking choice, right? Rather than a weight loss choice, it's a health-seeking choice. It's a vote for the person that you want to become. And that's where those choices are going to come in that do need discipline, right? So it's ultimately, I think, thinking about whatever it is you're doing now, and this is why we kind of talk about this, because we're like, look, if you're working with us and you're one-to-one client, you know you've got the best program for yourself. If you're not working with us, then what we want to do is make sure that whatever it is you've chosen to do, you understand if it's going to be best for you moving forward so you don't come to another failed attempt at losing weight. And it's like, there's going to be times of discipline. But if you're looking at what you're doing now and you're like, geez, Louise, Ryan and Hayden, like, I reckon it needs a nine out of 10 discipline every single day to get to the end of the day without completely like crumbling because of the pressure and how hard this is for me to stick to. Well, then I want you to take a step back from that. Well, you take a step back and look and be like, okay, cool. Just like my workout today, right? I knew that doing these things called devil press into burpee pull-ups, I wasn't gonna be able to do that. I weigh a hundred kilos. I'm not gonna be able to do 
after everything I've done in that whole workout, I'm not gonna be able to do eight, I'm probably gonna be able to do two pull-ups, which means I'm gonna have to do four sets of two pull-ups for the first one. It was gonna end up taking me 45 minutes if I'd stuck to how it was. And I knew if I had that workout that took me maybe 15 or 45, I was gonna complete the 15 minute workout. The 45 one, I would have flagged out at probably 20, 25 minutes and been like, this is just taking too long, this is stupid. So therefore what I did is adjusted it. I adjusted the ability to do it. Now, did it give me different results? Well, yes and maybe no, because I know that I couldn't have done the pull-ups in the time that they were kind of like saying or the pace that they wanted me to keep. So I adjusted it. It actually eventually, although I was like, oh, you know, I did a bit less work, didn't do as many pull-ups. Well, I did loads earlier on, but also it made it made me and enabled me to actually go faster because I'd removed it. I didn't keep the same pace as I'd probably have done if I'd had to do pull-ups because I'd have been slower. I was able to go faster. So don't always see it as like if you sacrifice something, that you're then having to then get less results. It's not like that at all, because actually, if your adherence is better because you haven't got to use more discipline and you can keep at your nutrition longer, you're gonna get good results anyway. Same as me. I didn't kick myself like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't doing those pull-ups, which mean I was kind of 30 pull-ups short of my workout because I didn't do them in. It's like, well, I didn't do them, but I did loads of other pull-up stuff earlier in the workout, and I got that aerobic part finished quicker because I had less to do, therefore I could go faster. I could push myself a bit quicker to do it. So I think that's where people go wrong as well because they also have this kind of like uh, ideology of weight loss should be hard, it should be difficult, it should maintain, need a lot of discipline to stick to it, right? Mm. And you're like, no, that's literally where it goes in. Like it's sometimes thinking like the harder the better. Um, and I don't know where this goes into psychology terms of like, you know, we, we always think that weight loss needs to be hard, it needs to be restrictive, it needs to cut out all these things. It doesn't. Like your nutrition needs to suit your lifestyle. Every single's nutritional protocol that they do to lose weight is completely different because your lifestyle is different your personal preference is different your needs are different you've therefore got to understand that actually there is no one size fits all plan out there that's going to be perfect for you this is why every single one of the plans that we write up for our clients in the academy is built from the ground up people always ask me what is what is what does your program look like ryan and i'm like well i can't tell you it looks like whatever it is that you, it needs to look like we need to do consultations. We need to jump on calls with you. We need to speak to you, actually identify everything that it is to do with you to get the best program for you because there is no program out there that's the best for you apart from the one that's built for you and only you by someone who's kind of qualified and experienced. And if you're not, if you don't have your own coach and you have to do this yourself, you have to look, you know, you can get a foundation from something else, but you have to look at your lifestyle and your current nutrition and work out what's going to be the best for me that allows me to enjoy life. Life doesn't suck. I don't need massive amounts of discipline because I'm never going to be able to stay highly disciplined for 12 weeks. You know, you're, you're not. The thing is, is there's nothing that happens if you don't achieve this. Mm. And I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, nothing is going to happen to you. It's not like you're a bodybuilder and you're stepping on stage. And if you don't stick to this, you're going to look like a flabby mess on stage and you're not going to place. No one cares. If you don't achieve your weight loss in 10 weeks, nothing happens to you. And I think that's also the kind of, blessing and a curse right because you're like nothing's gonna happen to you which is why i'm like don't rush it it doesn't matter if you don't do it in 10 weeks and it takes you 15 weeks but also because nothing's gonna happen to you that also i think sometimes gives you this let out right because you're like oh well you know if i don't achieve it, it doesn't really matter but it it does matter because it's important to you this is why you're embarking on this in the first place but you've got to remember that like your nutrition has to be molded to you and you alone and you try and rely on discipline and you just pick something from someone else Man, going 15 weeks just holding high levels of discipline is not easy for anyone. Every And this is the thing, mate, isn't it? Like, you're eating every single day, three to four times a day, and you've got to maintain discipline three to four times a day, high levels, 
against all these influential factors which drive the reason that you input food, right? Advertisement, your relationship with food, emotions, all of these driving factors which influence your calories in. It's like you're trying to just maintain some discipline for 15 weeks, three to four times a day. That's crazy. It's like, imagine dangling a carrot in front of a donkey three to four times a day for 15 weeks. Donkey ain't gonna last that long. I know you're not a donkey. I'm not saying that everyone listens is a donkey. Yeah, I, I think though, it, it, it comes down to slightly though. It's like, think about, it's like you said, the it's what, what the outcome for it is after and like remembering that because... If you think of like most people with their jobs, I'm going to make an assumption here. Like most people don't really like their jobs. They don't really enjoy doing them, but they are disciplined to still turn up to it because they're, the reward that they get is the money. They get the money, they get the yeah. paycheck. So they don't do that for like just 12 weeks and like, oh, I don't fancy doing this anymore. They do that for years and years yeah, and years true. on end because that's... that's but the, at the detriment of what? Yeah, and that's the, that's the reward at the end of it. And it's the same, like, this is how I, I'd say for myself, like, I don't think probably I went through in 2017, I was probably my leanest weighing about 71 kilos, 70, 71 kilos since then. So what's that for the last five years coming up to six years, I've hovered between about I'd probably say, so 12 weeks after that phase of getting down to 70, 71, I went straight back up to like 77. And then probably in the last five years, I've stayed between 77 and 83. But I don't, like, there's not a huge amount of discipline for me to have to do that because like we were speaking about, like, even though I go through slight phases like in the last five years where I will strip back a little bit and I will drop maybe like five kilos, it's really, really simple for me because like I'm still eating the same foods, like nothing changes, like my trainings don't change, my lifestyle doesn't change. I might be a little bit more step conscious, but the reason that I get to that goal and I'm able to drop my calories down lower is because of the end result that I know I'm looking to get. So... I can stay disciplined with that for a very, very long time because I'm not depriving myself. I'm not going through these crazy workouts. I'm not doing something that's completely against my life, but I'm still getting the outcome that I'm I'm looking to get to because of the desired result that I know I'm seeking. And I think people like there's it's it's a two like two factor. I kind of see it like first one is like we just alluded to right at the beginning, that no one really does anything that suits them, their lifestyle and their personal preference. Hence why there's zero motivation yeah. and discipline to be able to do it. But two, I feel like people are so quick to forget why they started in the first place that it actually inevitably then stops. And this is why we talk about like your why as such and like your why being like, what's the reason that you started this? Like, why do you actually want to do it? And this is why we say like, it's so important for you to remember yourself, remember to yourself every single day why you start in the first place, because that's, it's, it's the reality. Like you said, like the place that we live in with advertising, like emotions towards foods, like all of these things, like they're going to be days, there's going to be months that will be challenging for you and it'll be testing and it will try and constantly pull you away from your goal. But if you can remember your why, why you started in the first place, then that kind of is your motivation. That's what keeps you turning up. 
like for yourself whether you realize it or not like the chances are like I'm again and I'm going to make a big assumption here because you're not playing football there's a lot of assumptions going down I know because you're not playing football like you probably don't feel healthy like you don't feel like you did like I don't know if people listening to this podcast have been in that phase when you were like I feel bloody incredible after doing those workouts though yeah but like think of a time in your life when like you felt really really fit and stuff like it was probably when you were playing football or something like that when you felt energised constantly and all of that but there's yeah. also going to be times where you like feel like a total stop at rock bottom when you're like I don't play football anymore like I'm walking up the stairs kind of a little bit out of breath like everything feels heavy yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of your motivation now to be like well I want to keep on yeah. doing this because first of all you, you're realising after the workouts how you feel but you know long term you're going to get back to that feeling if that makes sense yeah and that and that's so, this is also just a quick side note it's like it is totally normal to lose your way like crikey ever since having a kid like the past like seven months has just been absolutely mental mm. like I lost my way with nutrition and training completely trying to find a new routine things changing with work ability to sleep and recover has changed like one thing that's a daily frustration that I've just learned to accept is like I can't get up at like 5am anymore. It's just too early in relation to how much my sleep is broken. Like, and it frustrates me because I'm like, I then struggle to do my, my normal morning routine. And I'm like, but you have to realize that like, it's not the same as it used to be. And this is the same with everything, like your nutrition, things like that. I can't get up at five, go for a walk, come back, do all these things because by midday, I'm absolutely screwed. I did it twice and I've literally had an hour and a half to two hour nap in the middle of the day because I'm so absolutely exhausted. So it's like, well, that's just unproductive. Whereas if I get up, kind of between the hour, between six and half six now when I typically wake up, even just that hour, hour and a half extra sleep allows me to function throughout the day and not literally sit at my desk like with my eyes like getting really heavy. And as much as that's annoying and it's like, you know, my morning isn't as maybe productive as I feel when I train later and therefore I have to be a lot more kind of consistent in the work that I'm doing at my desk in the day to make sure that everything still gets done. It, you just have to accept that like life changes and things are different. What you used to do. And so many people, you know, I speak to a lot of women every single day and always talk about the whole like, you know, I used to be so active when I was younger. Now I'm not. And it really frustrates me. And I'm like, that's normal. Like, I can't be doing what I used to do at uni when I was literally walking to and from uni every day. I'd get 20,000 steps in easily. I train five days a week. I play foot. I have two training sessions of football. I'd have two football matches and seven aside. When the hell would I get time to do all of that now and run a business and have fat? No chance. Mm. Like there's just, and it's, and you just have to realize that like, I probably won't ever be as fit as I was back then when I was 2021, 20, because I purely don't have the time arguably to invest as much. You know, I was doing five days a week, two football matches, seven aside, two training sessions. It's like, I was giving. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, what's five, seven. Was seven twelve? I was given twelve to thirteen hours a week. Okay, to exercise. I'm going to it's play like, devil advocate here like and just throw this at you. It's not that you can't do it. You can do it. It's not your priority. That's the difference. Yeah, it's not your priority yeah, to do I, it. Yeah, in my life right now, spending two hours a day, seven days a week, for example, on on exercise, yeah, isn't a priority. No, I've got a business, or if I'm not working. 
I'm with my daughter. Like those, those are just higher priorities on my list. Yeah. And but when you're a student, I had no priorities. I should have been my work, but that wasn't a priority. And this is exactly like when um, I remember us doing a coaching call a couple, uh, it was a couple of months ago when we had a client inside the academy that was talking about this. Um, and we were saying to her, like, she said that exact thing of, oh, when I, you know, when I was X age, like, it was so much easier for me. Like, I was doing this, I was doing that. And basically what we got to, like, she was a, a postwoman. Um, yeah. And um, she was 20,000 steps a day easily, but it was her job. She, she was getting 20,000 steps without even having to think about it. We were saying to her, like, this is one of the things where you have to, like, unless you want to physically go back to doing, like, 20,000 steps a day, which is a complete, it's it's different from doing 20,000 steps a day that's your job to doing 20,000 steps actively in your own choice. Like, it's a lot, lot harder yeah. because, like you said, that is a couple of hours like, of you having to dedicate to go and do some steps. But what we were saying to her is, like, unfortunately, this is the, this is the option that you took to change careers, which is now more office-based, you can't eat the amount of calories that you used to eat. Like your your nutrition, mm. your nutritional um, intake needs to change. Like it has to. And like, I think that was the first time when she sat there and she was like, oh yeah, like that was my choice. And she took full ownership of that and being like, there has to be some give mm. if now I want to approach fat loss differently to how it was before because we all do this we're all like oh 20 years ago or 10 years ago i lost weight doing this diet but what you forget is like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't necessarily like the diet that had the biggest impact it was your lifestyle around that because you didn't have children your job was different you, your stresses were very limited your your sleep wasn't broken like all of those factors yeah. have a much bigger play if the uh, when when the diet's exactly compared so yeah. I think we just, we forget about these things and you're hundred percent right. It's like, you're, you're like, you, you will go through like, even if you feel, feel like you've gone through a lot now, like you will go through a hell of a lot in the next five years. Like your life will change. Like everyone's just going to, unless you've uh, literally maybe retired and you're and, the same. <clears throat> yeah. And I think this is also like, this is why when so many women are like, oh, you know, before I just did this and I tried to just do it again, it's just not working. Hmm. And it's like, yeah, it won't because like your lifestyle changes, you know, you did that five years ago and you lost like three stone and it worked really great. And it's like, but I can't do that now because my life's changed. And it's like, that's okay. That's normal. Yeah. Like don't beat yourself up and be like, oh, well, I can't do that. It's like that approach worked, right? Back in, <coughs> about I was like 27 when I got shredded, I literally ate out of a Tupperware, ate chicken, rice and broccoli and minced rice and broccoli and just porridge for pretty much six months straight and got crazy shape. But I couldn't do that now because- I just wouldn't have, I've got this, this, I don't have the discipline that I had back then because of my environment wasn't eat, live, sleep, gym. I didn't have a kid. I didn't have a business with responsibilities. All, my own, my only purpose at that point at 27 was to just look good and get in the best shape. Like that was my only, I had nothing else like that was just like impacting that. Like I just worked at a gym behind reception. Like I didn't run a business or anything back then and it was easy. Like trying to do that now, there'd just be too many different differentiating factors in my life that just mean that it's just not a priority and I can't live my life like that. But that's okay. Yeah, you it's, mate, so one of the biggest things I think that everyone needs to learn, especially women, unfortunately, I think this is a societal issue that has been played upon them, is to practice more self-compassion. Mm -hmm. For sure. We're so, so, so hard on yourselves. So hard on yourselves. And 
crikey, you go down all sorts of rabbit holes of, you know, it starts from when we're younger, doesn't it? With magazines, banging around parents, mum's body checking the whole time. You see it. And kids pick up on this stuff. They see, you know, parents body checking, mum's body checking themselves. They think, oh, we need to, you know, they see a parent body checking themselves to make sure they look okay. And it's literally from like a kid. Kids pick up on this stuff. Mm. And it's like that then stems into later on in life. But that's for another podcast. Yeah, there's that we could easily take this in loads of different directions, but um onto the theme of what we were we were discussing, kind of like motivation, like <coughs> <clears throat> it's it's cyclical guys like you can't rely on motivation to get you to your goals you just cannot do it because yeah. it's it's not always going to be there nah and and this this is where I think uh, cyclical motivation and discipline are kind of intertwined right because motivation isn't always going to be there which means you're going to need discipline but you're never going to have enough discipline to pull you through for every single time that you're not motivated because you could be motivated. You could be not motivated for a whole week. You, A lot of you won't have enough discipline to suck it up for a whole week because there's so many influential factors coming in in your life that are just knock, that are just testing that discipline every single day. And it's no fault of your own. And it's not saying you're weak or anything like that. It's just normal. It's life. It's how the world is, is now. And it's like, that's why motivation isn't something to be relied on because when motivation is around, you need discipline. When discipline is around, it doesn't last forever. And there's too many factors, I think, that test your ability to be disciplined. And when life is full of decisions and you're having to use discipline not only in your nutrition, you're having to use it in getting up and going to the job you don't like, having to get it with, you know, stay disciplined with your kids to not lose your rag and shout at them. It's like your discipline cup gets completely depleted. Mm. And it's like, there's some things where you have to maintain discipline. Like you can't not turn up to the job that you don't like because you have to pay the bills. But with weight loss, yeah, you can just sack that in because nothing's going to happen. As I said, nothing suddenly miraculously is going to happen if you stop dieting, which is why it's always one of the first things just to go. Mm. For sure. For sure. Boom. Um, oh, sure. Did you, uh, do you listen yeah. to Joe Rogan podcast that much? No, I probably listen to one every couple of weeks a random one will pop up on YouTube and I'll listen to it. Oh, right. Like in the background. Yeah, they're, they're not that they, they are long. They're like three, four hours, aren't they? They're, they're, it takes yeah. it takes a lot of discipline to stay in that uh, podcast. You yeah. don't have the... That is not... No, but it, the, no, not a chance. It was... Um, there was this... I can't remember who the woman was, but she was basically talking about how her husband's, like basically him becoming a millionaire was like the, the reason for his poor health and all of this. And she was like saying words like he didn't have time to train. And like when he did train, he didn't have that any energy and he didn't have... Because he, he didn't have any energy, he couldn't go and do the workouts. And Joe Rogan just went in... Um, yeah. And uh, rightly so, like I'm, I'm glad he did because it would be so easy for someone else as a presenter to sit in that position and be like, oh yeah, no, I can um, I can understand, like it must be hard running like this multi-billion pound business or whatever it is and, you know, timing and all of these things. But basically he was like, no, he can, he, like even if he doesn't have energy, like he can, he can exercise. And she was like, no, 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 he can't. He was mm -hmm. like, can he walk to the toilet? She was like, well, yeah, of course. She was like, so he can exercise. Like, he can do it. He's not physically broken. Like, he can't not move. Like, he can exercise. Yeah. He just might have, like, low energy at that time. And it was really, really good. It was one of those perspective shifts when you, like... And I was thinking of times when I've, like, used excuses. Like, if I'm like, oh, I feel really tired. Like, I can't do that today. And I'm like, oh, no, I can do it. It's not that I can't do it. I can yeah. do it. Um, but, yeah, it's just like a side on that, yeah. 
Anyway, team, let's wrap this one up. Um, and we look forward to getting back on a... It'll be really embarrassing for us now if we don't continue these these uh, these podcasts. So we look forward to... <laughs> Every three to four weeks, we're like, hi, guys, back again. So it's their mass apology. Uh, life's got in the way. Now we will. It's important. We're going to get some guests back on here. Yeah. We're going to get this podcast back up and firing. Uh, I'll get on the podcast hunt for people who that I think will be good... good people to have on we're gonna get a couple of our clients a couple of our clients have asked if they can come on and talk about their journey and talk about what they've learned um which is cool so i'll grab them we'll jump on and we'll uh we'll pod it together awesome all right team well let's wrap this party up and um we shall see you all um next week all right team take it easy bye-bye 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>